What's going on, guys? Welcome to episode two of Talking with Dej Patel. On this episode, I'm going to be talking about tips for beginner photographers, videographers, and creatives. And so, as you guys know, um, a lot of you reach out in my DMs or in person or whatever, and I always get asked this question Hey, what are some tips for beginners that are trying to get into this industry? And, you know, I always have different answers and there's never enough time. So I thought might as well just make a podcast episode where I cover everything. And so in this episode, I'm going to literally cover everything that you need to know. It's going to focus on photography, but really this information that I'm going to talk about is relevant to really anyone trying to get into the creative industry. Um, and so let's get right into it. So the first thing I would say before you even get into the industry, before you even start listening, and before I start this podcast, I want you to ask yourself, is the creative industry right for you? And how do you know if it's right for you? Well, the thing is, social media is amazing. However, it's glamorized the idea of being a creative, of being a photographer, and it makes it seem like it's easier than it actually is and it makes it seem like it's a it's a better lifestyle to have it's easier and you still get a lot of money and a lot of this stuff just isn't true and the truth is that it's very difficult to actually succeed as a creative as a creative most of the times you're going to be classified as basically an entrepreneur as someone that owns a business which is you selling your service as a creative and so a lot of times you're going to have to deal with low pay, especially at the beginning. It's hard to get clients because you have to start from the ground up. There's no boss that you have. There's no corporation that you're working for that's going to provide you steady income, steady work or steady checks. You have to go out and get all of this yourself. You have to build all of this yourself. And so like there's no steady income. So all of this stuff makes being creative very hard. And this isn't to discourage every, anyone. And really, most of you probably already knew this, but I just want to put it out there for people that might think that, you know, being a creative, being a photographer, videographer, whatever, is just something easy that they can do on the side. Because I always get people messaging me similar things that say, hey, I just want to kind of um, do this stuff on the side. And, and that's cool. People can do this on the side. I'm not saying no. But what I am saying is make sure that you're getting into this industry for the right reasons. And the right reasons, I will tell you my reason is I got into photography very young because I always like to capture and document moments and tell stories. And so without getting into this too deep, but essentially whenever I look at a, a photograph, even if it's not like a particularly good photograph, the more time that has passed as that photograph, since that photograph has been taken, the more valuable it is, the more cooler it is. I mean, you look at all this old photography and you're just like, wow, it's it's so amazing. And literally could just be a photo of the street. But because so much time has passed, like you could see the difference in a photo of like New York City in the 1900s versus now. And you would see such a difference. And it's so, it's so cool, that documentation of a moment in time. And that's something and that just carries me in photography to document what's going on around me because I know that things change so fast and you don't know um, what's going to change in the future. And so documenting that, telling different stories, telling um, who someone is through video or photos, it's just, it's just this cool thing um, that I like to do. And also sending messages to people. I like to be able to inspire people through the work that I do. 
And so these three kind of things help me stay passionate about the work that I'm doing and are the reason that I do what I do. But, you know, on social media nowadays, it's very easy to get carried away with wanting to get into photos and videos and creative work just because, you know, you get clout or, you know, it's popular. People will think that you're cool because of it. And all this stuff is definitely true. And I'm a victim of this as well with some of the work that I do. It's easy to get caught up in all of this stuff instead of focusing on the main reason that you became a creative and the work that you're trying to actually do. But the truth is, you know, it's a very hard industry. And so you have to make sure that the reason that you're getting into this industry is aligned well off with what you want to do. And so I'm going to get right into kind of um, some of the tips. So and and before I actually do that, I want to actually say one more thing, which is, you know, as a creative, there are a lot of upsides as well. I know I said a lot of downsides just now, but obviously you get to make your own schedule. You get to pretty much decide whenever you want to work or whenever you don't want to work. You get to decide how much you get paid. So not many people get to do that, but legit as a creative, you can just decide your rate, whatever it is. And it's so fun because you get to meet so many cool people. No day is like the same. Every day as a creative is different. You're meeting new people. You're doing different things where where you could go as a creative is really endless. You're never going to be trapped behind a desk as a creative. You can always do so much, meet so many people, experience so many things. And so I really encourage people to get into a creative industry hundred um, percent. And especially if you're passionate about it for the right reasons, hundred percent, I think that you should get into it. And so without blabbering on too much about this, I'm going to start off with the question I get asked the absolute most And in my opinion, this is legit like the least important question, but I get asked it the most. So I'm going to start off the podcast asking or answering this question. So the question I get asked the most is what gear I need to get. And this is mainly photography or videography related. People are always asking, what gear do I need um, to get started? And the truth is you can get started with an iPhone, Um, and you might be wondering, well, how the heck am I going to get started with an iPhone? And whenever I say this to people, they look at me like I'm an idiot and I'm just giving them an answer that like they didn't want to hear, but you can actually start off with an iPhone and that's the truth. And a lot, and a lot of people have done that, that are really successful photographers and videographers nowadays. And the truth is the iPhone legit, like the newest one has three cameras on it. There are are three lenses. If you get the pro or two lenses, I have the uh, regular iPhone 11 and the camera on the iPhone or some of these other smartphones is so good nowadays. Um, really you can use that to just start off and just start off taking photos of whatever finds, whatever you're interested in, get good at editing, get good at angles, get good at lighting. Um, these different things, there's so much more to photography than the gear. And so I know that a lot of people are going to be like, okay, this guy's telling me to get an iPhone. But realistically, obviously, you cannot show up to a client gig with an iPhone and be expected to be taken seriously. And I would highly recommend you never show up to a client gig with an iPhone. And so the camera I started off with and that I would recommend is the 70D or it's it's the Canon 70D or some of its newer versions, which are the 80D or the 90D. And I'm recommending this camera just on the basis that this is a camera I used. And that's the only camera that I would ever 
recommend personally because I haven't used any other camera. The truth is that really all these brands, Nikon, Sony, Canon, they make amazing cameras for every budget. And so whatever your budget is, just legit do some research on Google and find what works best for you. If you're doing photos, you're going to want a camera that does better photos, maybe has a higher megapixel count. Um, you know, it offers features that are are better for photos and the type of photos that you're taking. Um, are you taking photos in low light? So that might be something that you want. If you're not, then maybe you, you could do something else, like get a camera with higher megapixels if that's important if you're doing prints or whatever and so you got to find out like what you want to do and then get gear appropriate to that and so if you're doing video you may want something that can shoot 60 frames at 4k or maybe you don't need that maybe you just need 1080 um you know you got to figure out a little bit of the details about what you want to shoot where you're shooting if it involves low light and just compare these different cameras there's no right or wrong answer when it comes to gear really the gear is just gonna kind of help you a bit but there's a lot more other things that you can do other than just buying gear that's going to make you better and get you further in this industry but for the sake of this i would say you know first you want to find out what you want to do what kind of stuff you want to photograph videograph and whatnot and then decide what gear you want to pick and so it just depends portraits weddings corporate stuff um are you shooting with brands this the same knowledge or same stuff that i just said applies to what lenses you want to shoot um somebody asked me the other day on tiktok if uh, they should get a 24 to 70 or should they get an 85 millimeter lens and they said that that they want to shoot weddings and I could never imagine uh, shooting a wedding with only an 85 millimeter lens, considering that is a very, very tight lens, um, especially if you're like really close to people, which is the case at weddings. Oftentimes, you're not going to be super far away. And at the same time, you're going to be in so many different situations, you can't even zoom. Um, and so I said that you definitely want to get the 24 to 70 if you're doing weddings. However, if this guy told me, hey, I just wanted to do portraits, I would say, sure, go ahead and get the 85 because it's an amazing portrait lens. And, you know, you, you could go ahead and do that because it's not a big deal on a portrait shoot for you to just back up with your feet and get a wider or closer shot that way. And so, you know, gear really depends on so many different factors. You really just got to find what's best for you and your price range and what you want to shoot. So um, I'm going to get into the next section of this podcast, which is going to be getting better at your craft and having quality work. Now, this is the kind of stuff that people should be asking, but I feel like they don't ask. And this is that getting better at your craft and having quality work. These are the things that you really want to focus on at the very beginning. And the reason is because obviously the more higher quality work that you have, the more desirable you're going to be as a creative. And so these, this involves kind of three different things that I could think of, which is one, learning how to use your camera. So what you want to do is make sure that you're shooting in manual mode. Don't use auto mode. Don't use the other modes, especially starting out. I mean, some people use like aperture priority or shutter priority, but I really, I would say it when you're starting out, just shoot in manual and it will help you out in the future. So you know how to use your camera and its settings. 
And so learn how to shoot in manual. There's so many tutorials online for you to kind of learn that. The more you shoot in manual, the better you'll get at tweaking your settings. And you're really going to want to learn what each of the settings does. And I'm not going to get into that right now, but really just look it up on YouTube. Maybe I'll come out with some tutorials in the future. So check those out. But really, you could find so many info, so much information on shooting in manual on a DSLR or mirrorless camera online. The next thing is learning how to edit. So the same thing goes for this. Really, your editing, I think, will set apart your work more than any piece of gear that you could buy will do. Learning how to edit will make you a legendary photographer or videographer because I really am a firm believer that I think things are made in the edit. And I'm sure many people have seen these viral kind of challenges and stuff on Twitter where people show before and after photos. And so they'll show you the photo before the edit and after the edit, and you could just see how much of a difference the edit makes. And I also think like people outside of the photography world or the creative world, um, even beginner photographers and videographers, sometimes they're like, they try to like flex that their photos are not edited which absolutely makes zero sense to me because as a photographer, it's perfectly fine to edit your photos unless you're doing some kind of journalism where it is 100% frowned upon and like unethical for you to edit your photos too much. But if you're not doing journalism work, which most people aren't, and you're doing more creative work, then there is absolutely no problem in you editing your photos to the max level and and seriously like you know learning how to edit is going to really change your workflow more than any piece of gear and so i would 100 say you know learn how to edit the software that you want to use there's so many softwares i personally use lightroom a lot of people use photoshop i would recommend obviously learning both but personally i do like 99 percent of my photos in lightroom and just because the nature of my work is that it's usually more fast-paced I do a lot of like events. I do a lot of like more fast paced things than more editorial things. But if I am doing something very creative, very editorial, then I will go into Photoshop if needed. But I find that Lightroom covers most of the bases for me anyway. Now, the third thing I would say, which is going to help you a lot as a beginner, and this is what I used to do. I actually started off as a my creative kind of stuff making visual effects interestingly enough so not photography not really videography but i would just play around with adobe after effects and make like crazy visual effects by following tutorials and there's this website videocopilot.com run by this guy andrew kramer who's like a legend for teaching an entire generation of people how to use after effects but i mean it's it's an amazing site you should definitely check out if you are interested in after effects and you know after effects really helped me learn all of these different Adobe products and learn editing in general um, because a lot of the concepts are the same, but you don't need to learn After Effects. But my point here is that I would look at some visual effect and that site Video Copilot has so many tutorials on how to exactly replicate an effect. And I would just essentially like follow these tutorials and replicate the effect exactly the way it was done in the video. And so I wasn't making like any unique products. I wasn't like really planning on posting any of this stuff, um, but I replicated this work. And then in the future, when I was working on other videos and other photos, I found myself having the skills 
to actually properly edit these photos and videos because I picked those skills up just by replicating the work in, in those previous tutorials. And so I would say the same thing is you don't always need a tutorial, but you know, you can find a photo uh, browsing your Instagram or find a video and just go out and be like, I want to recreate this video and get it to look exactly like this. I want the colors to look like this. I want the framing. I want the lighting to look like this. And if you do this, it's going to teach you a tremendous amount of information. It's going to teach you a tremendous amount of skill in the field that you're in because you're gaining so many skills by replication. And I mean, hopefully this makes sense, but essentially just by replicating work, you're going to get the skills because you're actually doing, you're not just reading, you're not just watching, but you're doing it. And once you replicate it, you can take that skill you learned and make it unique in your own way. So the third thing I'm going to be talking about right now is getting clients and networking. So let's say, you know, you got your gear. We already talked about that. Let's say you got better at your craft. You have great quality work. And so now you got both of these things. You're pretty much ready now to get clients. And so how do you do it? And I see this is where a lot of uh, creatives do fail because a lot of creatives are so focused on the art and they lack in this business side of things. And that's why, you know, you don't ever want to be a starving artist in today's world. You know, today's world is so kind of, I would say, lucrative or opportunity fill, filled that if you know how to navigate the industry, if you know how to kind of network and, um, you know, build your brand, you can make a decent amount of money and you can get a decent amount of gigs and actually do really any creative profession full time. The difference is, you know, some people may have great quality of work, but this thing they lack and it's keeping them from really being able to do their job full time. And even people that suck compared to them creative wise are able to do this full time because they are better at the business side of things and they're better at building their brand. And so this last part is 100% something that you want to kind of listen to. And it's something that none of the stuff I can say that I've mastered anyway. I'm not some kind of master, by the way. All of this stuff is just suggestions. But I know that some of this stuff has worked for me in building up my name and building up me getting clients. And so this is the kind of the information I wanted to pass on. And so getting clients and networking, number one thing I wrote down when I'm kind of making notes for this podcast is meeting other photographers. and whatever it is, photographers, videographers, creatives. Um, like even if you're a photographer, meeting someone like meeting models, meeting people that own brands, meeting people that do fashion, like everything's connected. And so the more creative people that you meet, the more gigs you're going to get. I mean, it just kind of makes sense if you think about it. Like if you meet someone that owns a brand, even if that brand doesn't need something because you met them, their friend might need something or someone that they know might need something and they'll direct them to you because they know you. And, and that's how the whole industry works. People are rare. Like word of mouth is the best marketing in the creative industry. And that's, that's really like any industry word of mouth is the best. And so the more people that you can meet and connect with in person is really like going to be the best for you to get gigs. Why? Because think about it. Whenever you want someone to do some kind of service, you probably ask your friends, hey, have 
you got anyone that does this like who who does who does your taxes who does who does this for you who does that for you who shot your photos for your wedding um oh i'll just get the guy that you went with because they're already vetted by a trusted friend of yours and so really the more that people that you can talk to um the more people that you can network with in your industry the better so i would recommend to do this you go to different meetups in your city and meet people in person and just introduce yourself and you know say what you do ask them what they do and i mean really the key is getting people to talk about themselves and so you should just ask them questions and you know genuinely be interested in what they're doing and also suggest that you know if they need any help that you're you know creative and this is kind of what you do and if they need help then you would definitely be down to do that and so the next way i would say to reach out to people which is um, utilizing DMs or emails. And so how you do this is that you go to Instagram and and this is actually how a lot of artists, um, I've actually heard Lil Yachty say that this is how he blew up. He literally made a list of people in his city in Atlanta that he thought were popping at the time, that he thought were popular, and he would just make it a point to introduce himself to all of these people. And before long, you know, he met all of these people and then, you know, he kind of blew up from there because he developed his network so much. And obviously there's more details to that story, but I've heard him say this, and this is the same thing a lot of people do. And I've done this before as well. I legit have made lists of people in my city or even outside of my city that I want to connect with, that I want to work with. And then I will just you know, slowly by slowly contact these people and you don't have to do it slowly. I mean, you could do it all in one day, whatever you want to do, but what you want to do is just reach out to people in their DMS or their emails and just offer them to work for free, or you can offer them to work for, you know, obviously money in the future as well. But at the very beginning as a beginner, and since this kind of whole episode is about beginners, I would just reach out to as many people as you can, no matter really you want to reach out to the right people as well. You want to reach out to people that are aligned and that can help you like do what you want to do. And so if you're trying to shoot for like fashion brands and like, if you want to shoot for Nike, like don't go and shoot weddings for free um, or do anything like, like outside of your goals. If you want to shoot for Nike, then you need to find like, like football teams you need to find like uh you need to find like people that are in the fashion industry in your city that have their own fashion brands and start shooting for them for free develop your portfolio for them and so do the right things connect with the right people it's very important and so kind of just dming people work so well today it's insane the amount of people that you can connect with on Twitter DM, on Instagram DM. You can literally just DM anyone and there's a chance that they will see it. You can just tweet at anyone if their DM messages aren't open and there's a chance that they'll see it. You can connect with people on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is one of the most underrated places where you know you can connect to people, especially if you're trying to do anything in the kind of corporate or business kind of world. LinkedIn is an amazing platform to connect with people and so really i don't need to go into this but like there's so many ways that you can contact people nowadays it's ridiculous and so it's never a matter of like i can't get in touch with this person it's really a matter of 
you know, just re making that list of people that you want to work with, the right people, identifying them and then reaching out. And, and another thing to keep in mind is when it comes to networking, a lot of people, uh, and, and I was like this in the very beginning as well. And I learned and I learned later on that this was the kind of wrong mindset to have. And so early on, I always thought that networking, you know, I always had to network with people that were higher up than me so they could really, you know, bust me into new heights for my career and bust me into new heights for what I'm doing. But really, I realized that the right people that you want to network with are people that are on the same level as you. So you want to network with other photographers that are starting out. Don't go and network with like the biggest photographer in your city because that photographer doesn't really have a need for you to be with them because they're already established. Go network with the photographer that's just like you, that's just starting out and you guys can build together. Or if you're trying to get into music videos, don't go and try to hit up Drake because Drake already has people that do his music videos. If you notice, most of these artists, they work with the same people that they started out with and they work with like the same photographers, the same music video directors, like all of this stuff, it's from the ground up. Uh, for a lot of artists, they work with the same people that they really started with. And and obviously it's not like that for everyone, but if you kind of look around and look at like the creatives that are at the top, they really, most of them started out with an artist that kind of blew up or they, they all started together and then worked their way upwards together. And it was never, it's usually rare that a creative will just be put onto like a big opportunity or do something for someone that's at a much uh, higher level than where they're currently at. And so networking with people in your kind of city or networking with people on your level is highly crucial. If you, as I was saying, I, I kind of skipped this point, but if you want to do like music videos or album covers or something like that, just network with artists in your city that are trying to make a name for themselves in the same way and just collaborate with them, like work for free legit work for free and just make like free videos make whatever you got to do for them and just grind it out and that's how you're going to kind of succeed and obviously there's a balance to this because i'm saying work for free work for free work for free but once you establish that you know relationship with an artist like you just got to pick maybe one artist or two artists at, like at most that you're willing to kind of cut make a cut on your financial like gains from them just on the basis that you know that you believe in them that they'll blow up one day that they have really good art and then on the basis that you're going to be able to build some solid portfolio work and once you kind of do this once you put your all your effort into you know you're creating amazing work for a certain amount of clients and it doesn't i know i mentioned music video but you could do whatever like if you're trying to do photography for restaurants if you're trying to photograph for like fitness brands or fitness gyms or whatever it is or maybe you're trying to do all of this different stuff right i mean photography can be so diverse and i'm diverse in my work as well i really photograph pretty much anything that comes my way and so you know if you're trying to do this doing work for free for maybe one client or two clients or three whatever clients it takes for you to build up a solid portfolio after you build that portfolio and also by doing this free work you're going to build a good network of these different clients you're going to have work come your way if you're good meaning that if you're good at your craft if your work is high quality 
you're going to get clients that are going to ask you to fulfill, you know, their needs. You're going to be like, if you're doing everything right, if your work is actually good, people are going to message you and reach out to you directly and offer to pay you for the work that you're doing. But the thing is you have to be willing to put in that effort to work for free for a little bit or work for cheap prices for a little bit. And that's one of the hardest things I think beginners have a tough time with especially and and like really this is a matter of being business-minded and being entrepreneurial um at a typical nine to five job even at an entry-level position you're going to you know get a certain amount of payment and and the thing is with photography and videography you really have to be in the dirt a lot more meaning like you have to work for super free you have to work for super cheap you have to work super long hours you have to turn around things super fast you have to be willing to like put in so much hustle into the work that you're doing so you can get to the point where you can charge what you want to charge and you know at the end of the day people are going to reach out if the work is good so yeah these are kind of all of the tips that i have for creatives for photographers for videographers you know trying to get into the industry trying to build up their name and really, I think, lastly, I'll end with this, that branding and professionalism are some of the most important things that you can do. Today, in today's world, if you can brand yourself, you can get good business and you can be a good, you know, you can you can take your career to new heights. And so even if a creative has such amazing work, if you can brand yourself better than them, you will make more money, you'll get more opportunities, and you know overall your career is going to be better than them, even if your work is technically not. And so what does that mean exactly? I see a lot of beginner photographers even put in their bio things like amateur photographer, and they're trying to get gigs. Well, who's going to want to hire someone that's an amateur photographer? Who's going to want to pay someone that's an amateur photographer? I think it's like ridiculous to even put that in your bio. And so what you really want to do is brand yourself as a professional, like put that you're a photographer in your bio. And if you have a page on Instagram, clean it up. And if you really need to make a personal account, but don't post like random personal pictures on your Instagram that make it seem like you're not someone that they want to hire to do a photo shoot for them, or you're not someone that they want to work with as a brand or a business that's looking for, for, for a photographer, you want someone that is focused on their work. You want someone that when you go to their Instagram page, you see all this amazing work, all the clients they've worked with, all the different things that they've done. And so you have to brand yourself from that perspective that when someone comes across their page, I wanted to speak to them to hire me. And another thing I heard about brand is that when somebody says your name, what do they think? And so it's just kind of a food for thought, but I know for a fact when people hear my name, especially if they, you know, like don't know me personally, the first thing that they think, and even if they do know me personally, I'm, I know that one of the first things they think when they hear my name is that I'm a photographer, I'm a videographer, I'm a creative. And these are all the different things that they think about me. And I know this 100% just, just from like, you kind of get a feel for it once you know that you've tried to brand yourself in this way. And so when somebody says your name, if they're not thinking that you're a photographer, if they're not thinking that you're doing what you want to be doing in the industry, then you're doing something wrong. You need people to know that you want to do this, that you're trying to do this, and that you are doing this. 
And, and I mean, that's the main point. You, you want people to know that you are doing what you want to be doing. You are a creative. And so this is very important. And the last thing is like, really, I think I've said last thing like three times now, but you know, all these ideas keep popping in my mind of advice. So, I mean, I hope that you guys do get some value from all this stuff that I'm saying, but Last thing I would say is implement good business practice. So when you do get a client, you want to make sure even if they're not paying you, even if you're doing it for free, even if you're doing it for cheap, you want to treat it like you're getting paid like $10,000 to do that project. And so deliver it on time or deliver it earlier than expected to the client. Put in your 100% effort, put in all work like that you can physically put into the project to do. And obviously I'm guilty of not doing this myself sometimes if I'm not as passionate about the work. But really, even if you're not as passionate about it, you need to do this because it's going to make you more professional and that client, you don't know who they know and you don't know what they can refer to you in the future. And really the thing is, the the only thing is if you mess up, like let's say like you shoot for that client, you never deliver their photos or they pay you and like it takes you like months on months to deliver their photos and it's just like a mess of a situation. It's just going to be bad PR for you. It's just going to be bad like people are going to talk bad about you and they're not going to respect you as a photographer because, you know, you del- you made this mistake and one mistake is enough to ruin your whole business and your whole brand. And so you want to make sure that no matter what, you're doing your best to make sure that you don't make any one of your clients upset. You don't make any of the other creatives you're working with upset. So, I mean, these are just some points to keep in mind that your brand as a creative is a business. And so treat it like that, where you don't want anyone leaving negative reviews on your business. You don't want anyone saying anything negative about you. So make any quarrels you have with anyone right at the end of the day. And so I kind of touched on this before, but the number one thing as a creative, I think, is take opportunities that align with your goals. There are some people that say you should just take all opportunities that come your way. And I highly disagree with this. I think that it's very important that you take opportunities that align with your goals. And that doesn't mean to say that, you know, you shouldn't shoot a wedding or something like that if if uh, if you're interested in, in doing something else. Like most people I know aren't necessarily interested in photographing or videographing weddings, but they're very good at it and they do it. Why? Because it pays the bills for them to do other creative work. And, you know, so so that's the flip side to it. However, I would say, especially starting out, you don't want to get yourself into a loop. You want to try as much as you can to do the work that you want to do in the future. And if you get stuck in a place where you're overwhelmed with doing work that you don't want to be doing, then really you've kind of messed up as a creative because you got into being a creative to have the freedom to do creative things. And then now, you know, if you're just getting stuck doing the same things that you don't want to be doing, the same kind of client work that you don't want to be doing, then, you know, you've kind of found yourself in this same thing that you kind of tried to leave as a creative. And so it's very important, I would say, to take opportunities that align with your goals. It's okay as a creative to say no. It's your business. You can reject whoever you want. It's okay to just say, hey, that's not something I do. Um, You know, if a client asks you to do something that you really don't find passionate, you're not passionate about, and the money's not worth it, you can say no to them. And so this 
you know, whole podcast, just had a ton of advice for, you know, creatives. It's pretty much all I could think of right now. But if you guys have any questions, feel free to reach out on Instagram to me at Patel T-E-J-X-P-A-T-E-L, or any of my other socials. They're all the same at like Twitter, Facebook, whatever. And yeah, message me or TikTok. So yeah, all these different social platforms. Um, I'm on them. You can message me on them. Ask me any questions that you have. And thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. I will see you on the next one.